be your song of rest? Cards <laughs> have such high charisma, you can see why. Welcome back to Versus Random TV The Bard. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the D&D podcast, Rules as Written. Yes, it's the rules. And we tell you how to play them, maybe. Yeah, but the way that they're written. Not the way you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the like the King James Bible. <laughs> of rules. It's <laughs> actually great. <laughs> yeah. So, today we're looking at The Bard. Yeah, what is a bard? What is a bard? A bard is... Toot you know, toot, my magic flute. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You know, you know when you see those quotes from like Bob Marley, it's like, when music hits you, you feel no pain. But, There's a spell for that. But like, <laughs> this music hurts. <laughs> yes, or it causes extra pain. Exactly. So, bard is a spell casting class. The first spell casting class. Yeah, we're they're cover. the charismatic ones. They are. They roll off charisma. You want charisma to be your highest stat. The fluff and flavor. What's the fluff and flavor of bards? Bards are the ones who are kind of jack of all trades. They are able to do like many different things as spellcasters, many different things as combat enthusiasts. I think <laughs> they might be one of the most flexible and yeah. safe classes. You can do a lot with a bard. Yeah, they've got, we'll come to all the rules. There's, there's tons of stuff you can do, but also I think they can be, I mean, everything can be OP, but I think it lends itself to being OP a bit more, especially if you're a halfling and you get fudge halfling your, luck. Fudge your rules a little bit with them. Yeah, you get tons of proficiencies. Let's jump in. So they use music as magic. That's yeah. their shtick, their spiel. Yeah, so we talked about an arcane focus in our previous episodes mm -hmm. on magic. Yep. Bard's arcane focus will be their musical instruments. Makes sense. Most likely, unless you want to really like stretch what is possible. <laughs> Talk to your DM first. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if you can make music from it, Ah, it's magical <laughs> arcane focus. So we said charisma. What if we're building a bard? We're going for a quick and dirty bard, which I think all bards are in some way. What? That was very funny, JT, and I'm hurt. Ah! <laughs> Sorry, there's a little bit of lag. Perfect. It's okay. I'm yeah, used to it. Being your a... friend is difficult, but it's a challenge that I rise to. Yeah, the internet's not good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> so what? What? What do we want our stats to be? Okay, so obviously charisma is your highest one because you want to be smooth with the ladies. Or oh, the men. Yeah. Or the non-gendered. Um, oh, yeah. Elemental types. <laughs> <laughs> genocide. The genocide. Yeah, yeah uh, and then the other one is probably going to be your dex. Mm -hmm. Because that's your uh, main proficiency in like your weapon choices and your saving throw. Yeah, I mean, they can work with many weapons, but they lend themselves to finesse weapons. Yeah. To kind of push in that direction. It, it kind of adds up in a nice way. Yeah, since like, we'll talk about what weapons you can use. They tend to be dex based. Mm. They're 1d8 hit dice. They're one of the tougher spellcasting classes. Yeah, they're not as like, 
spongy as a wizard, but they're not Wait, quite... Sponge sponges can take damage. A barbarian would be spongy. Yeah, but if you leave the sponge out in a cold, <laughs> damp environment... Ah, uh, yes. Water <laughs> elementals. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you saved it. What's <laughs> Proficiencies. Yeah, so you're proficient in light armor. Okay, so that is... Like leather armor. That is a set amount of AC plus your dex modifier, which is again pushing you into having a high dex modifier. Yes. Your weapon proficiencies will be simple weapons, hand crossbows, long swords, rapiers, short swords. Yeah, it explicitly mentions finesse weapons and dex based weapons. Yeah, like imagine like a hobbit, what they can use. And for tools, they can use three musical instruments of your choice. Most people just choose one. You can get three. Yeah, you can you can start a band, a one man band. <laughs> That's what I'm getting here. Yeah, getting some flashbacks from uh, the Mary Poppins movie with um... <laughs> that, getting a, a what a Victorian one man band. But that's actually someone's done that. Yeah, and I want to play in that game. Little, little kick drum thingy and uh, flute in front and <laughs> a little maybe a little Bob Dylan uh, harmonica. <laughs> So you have any three musical instruments for your tools. Nothing else, though. You don't get anything funky, gaming sets, or yeah, that's your like proficiencies. That. I feel like they should get a gaming set. Why don't like, you get a gaming set? I don't know. That just feels like they should. You know. I don't think bards have the patience to sit down and like play a game of chess. <laughs> dragon, dragon chess. Three tier dragon chess. <laughs> <laughs> Having played with bards. Yeah. Their saving throws are dex and con. As charisma. Dex and charisma, <laughs> as previously mentioned. And their skills are interesting. Now, most classes, I think all other classes, um, you choose from a list of like four to seven or so. Bards, you just choose any three. Yeah, so that any kind of sets, three. The, sets the tone of the bar. <laughs> it's great. It's like you can just choose any three from all of the skills. Yeah, it's... They're flexible. Yeah, They're so if flexible. you want like a blank canvas to work with, like a bard is a pretty good one. Yeah, especially if you if you want a spellcaster. Yeah. Then you can do a little bit of everything. Yeah. They are also quite good in combat as well. Can if be. If you spec them that way. Yeah. So let's talk about the spellcasting. How does spellcasting work? So you can get two cantrips when you start out as mm -hmm. your level one bard, and you get additional cantrips based on the bard table table <laughs> so the bar table <laughs> all classes have a table and that table will tell you all sorts of information it's very chunky for the spell casters because it tells you all your spell slots yeah so when you want to level up just scan the section of your class page for your table. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's very big it's very obvious there's a little section on that called cantrips known and that's how many cantrips you know simple enough how does the actual spell casting work though? So when a bard gains a new spell, you know that spell. Like you'll have the amount of spells on your spells known section of your table and you get to add that spell into your known spells. Okay, so every class kind of does spells a little differently, how they remember them and know them. Yeah, like this yeah. might sound kind of like, uh, oh, this is an intuitive way, like you just know these amount of spells, but for example, like wizards, you will have to record these spells into your book. Yeah, and you can also learn new spells on the fly. Yeah, Whereas without bards, leveling up necessarily. Yeah, bards explicitly need to level up. Yeah. Um, so you'll have a little column, spells known. When that number goes up, 
which it does every level. Yeah. I think it just goes up by one, occasionally two. You can add a new spell for a spell slot that you have. So at level one, you know first level spells. You know four first level spells. At level two, you know five first level spells. And then at level three, you'll know six spells. But you'll also unlock your second spell slot. So you should be able to have five first level spells and one second level spell. Because now you can choose from the second level list. So in the table, it says you know four spells, but uh, for a level one bard. But there's a number two under the first spell level. Uh, yeah, so that's your spell slots. So you can use every long rest, two first level spells, but you know four. So you can use two of your four spells that you know, and the same one twice per long rest. Those are like your charges. We talked about it in the magic episode. Yeah. It is separate to your cantrips known. So you know four first level spells and, and two cantrips. Yeah. And then at level three, you'll know two cantrips, probably five first level spells and one second level spell. You could, in theory, choose six first level spells. Yeah. But that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a play style. That's a play style. <laughs> so that's how you know spells. Your spellcasting ability is charisma. We talked about that. There is the standard ways to calculate your spell save DC and your spell attack modifier. We talked about those in a previous episode. Eight. To go over them quickly, the spell save DC is... 8 plus your proficiency bonus plus your charisma modifier. And the spell attack modifier is... Your proficiency bonus plus your charisma modifier. And a nice added dash, bards are ritual casters. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about what ritual casting is in our magic episodes. You can go back to that and listen if you haven't seen it before. <laughs> Um, and bards are able to do that. So you can cast any bard spell you know as a ritual if that spell has the ritual tag, which you can read on the spell. Cool, and they can use spell casting focuses. Not every class can do that, spell casting class. Yes, that's where your music, yeah. yeah that's where your magic comes from, in yeah. your music. All right, awesome. Now, what is, let's get into the- The most important yeah. thing about, so for, you know, if you listen to our Barbarian episode, it's all about rage there, you mad. <laughs> uh, if if we had to like reduce the bard to like, what's your like main, main damey, it's bardic inspiration. They're a buff class. Yeah, you buff. They buff. <laughs> yeah, this is something that's really easy to be able to do, to make a pretty big impact on combat and like really anything for yeah, your party. definitely. When you use your bardic inspiration, you are playing some inspiring music, maybe mm -hmm. giving some encouraging words. Like I did at the start of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it has to be interpreted as praise though. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah, that's a flavor. There's a little flavor thing there. Yeah. So you have to choose one creature other than yourself, mm -hmm. within 60 feet of you who can hear you, that creature gains one bardic inspiration die. A d6 when you're first starting out. Okay, that changes, doesn't it? Yeah, and then it operates like inspiration die in how we've talked about before. Ah, uh, inspiration die is our rule. That's not in the main rules. 
So the way we do it, I think I've touched on it, is that if a player does something cool as a DM, I give them an inspiration dice. Yeah, that's a very common thing that like a lot of DMs have adopted. Yeah, there's something in the rules to that effect, but my little twist on it is the cooler the thing, the higher the dice. So if you do, just having a nice rest in a really nice tavern can get you a D4. And you can apply that to any role in my game. Yeah. You can just add a D4 to it. If you do something absolutely balls to the wall or buy me chocolate IRL, I can give you a D20. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of um, uh, a lot of corruption going on. <laughs> <laughs> so how does the dice change for the bard? So it's a D6 when you first start out. Mm -hmm. That will become a D8 at fifth level a d10 at 10th level, and a d12 at 15th level. So that's Bardic Inspiration. You're giving people buffs. And what can they use these dice on? Can they use them on any roll? They'll have to use it within the next 10 minutes. Okay, so you can't save them. Yeah, this is going to be like probably in relation to something that's happening. Mm. And you can use it to add that number to one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. That's pretty good. Quite versatile. What action do you have to take to use it? It's a bonus action, so you can do this in injunction. It with is, thing. however, not a reaction. Yeah, which so you can't use it. It's a bit like of a, a missed opportunity, I think. Maybe that would make it too OP, but overpowered. What are, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on that, Timmy? I don't know. There's many times where, like, if you're just out of turn or something, I'm not sure. Maybe just as a bonus. It depends how you do your turns. I think many people homebrew their turn orders and things. Like, you can hold bonus actions and do them out of turn. There's so many ways. Again, do what feels good for your party. But rules is written. You have to do all your bonus action. Yeah, you have to do all your actions on your turn. On your turn. So, mm -hmm. if the situation changes, I hope you predicted that situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's bardic inspiration. Yes, and you can actually, if you have received your inspiration dice, you can wait until after you roll the d20 before deciding to use it. Ah, so you can see if you think you failed or not. Yeah, so if you roll pretty poop, you can do That's a little bardic inspiration die. Uh, and That's then something you'll... different I do with my inspiration die. You have to roll them with your... Yeah, it's like more gambling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like or it. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but rules is written, you're able to do it after you do your skill check. So you can roll the d20 and any modifiers that you have for that and then choose to use it afterwards if you want. Cool. And you are able to do this a number of times equal to your charisma modifier, a minimum of once. If so you pooped out your yeah, you're gonna start with three probably times, and then yeah, if you've, by if level you've... ten you should have five. Yeah. To throw, is it per short rest or long rest? This will be re regained when you finish a long rest. Okay. All the ones. So that's bardic inspiration. Yeah, that's one that's good to memorize. Remember to use it. It's yes. It can be underutilized a lot, and that will be to the detriment of your party, I think. Yeah. So, I think the next skill is one of those things that tells us how flexible a bard is. What's the next skill? Jack of all trades. So at second level, you can add half of your proficiency bonuses rounded down to any ability check you make that doesn't already include your proficiency bonus. So basically you have half proficiency on anything you're not already proficient in. Yeah, just like, oh, were you not proficient in all these things? Well, now you are, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> That's pretty, yeah, it, that one pretty much says itself. Yeah, you pick up stuff quick. Yeah, it's, I'm not sure, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it, to be honest. Yeah, you don't like that one. It feels a bit empty. 
Well, it kind of goes like into the it, it goes into the like canvas motif of like bars. Yeah, where it's like I don't I know exactly what I, especially if you're just starting out. This is a good one to there's be like. Yeah, there's definitely a place for it. Deciding exactly how you want to play or like what you want to do. Yeah, there's definitely a place for the bard archetype in real world situations, but in a group of players that all know what they're doing and stuff, I feel bards are a bit almost directionless. Well, they could be maybe um, a Swiss Army knife of situations. That's kind of what I don't like in games. You like to have people specialize. Because I, I am a real believer, and I try not to force this. God knows I fail, but I try not to force that it's the it's the failings of a party that make the story interesting. Oh, you make that it's happen. The, <laughs> sure. It's the failings, sure. it's the it's the weaknesses. If you're just good at everything, then what there's no challenge. And obviously that's taking it to the extreme. But I think if you have some things that you're not really good at, you have some big holes in your party, then that can force creative thinking out of the party, which yeah. can lead to some really cool situations. And the bard kind of goes against that. And I understand it that's a subjective kind of, philosophy. You know, it will of kind of like fit into that, like, well, any situation that you don't have, if you have like a party of three and then nobody is particularly good at deception or whatever, mm. then it's kind of a give it to the bard kind of yeah. thing. You can just kind of fit into everything. I get what you mean. What's next? Song of Rest. This will also be on second level. And this is whenever your party is taking a short rest, you can use this time to toot toot your magic flute. <laughs> and heal any friendly creatures who can hear your performance. Nice. This will be uh, extra 1d6 to their hit dice that they get to roll, which we talked about in a previous episode. Regardless of their hit dice. Regardless so always of 1d6, right? Yes, always 1d6. And that will increase when you level up. So 1d8 at 9th level, 1d10 at 13th, and 1d12 at 17th. So it's just another passive... Every time you short rest, you heal a bit more. Everyone heals a bit more. Yeah, that's really nice for those games where you you might do a little bit more short rest versus long rest, and like you have more opportunities to heal everybody. Yeah, I think the bard is really really good. It actually shines most having an experienced player with a load of new people. If I was if I was in a group and there's three people who've never played D and D before, and I as a player and I'm playing d and I think I'll try and choose a bard. Because you can really lean into that support class. Yeah, and you can really help some people have some fun and like really make D&D shine. Yeah, like let me make the thing that you want to do even better. Yeah. Yeah. It's dope. All right, third level, you'll choose your college. Now we're gonna get into Bars colleges. Go to college. <laughs> we're yeah. gonna get into colleges later, so we're gonna bump over this for a bit and jump straight to the other thing you get at third level, which is Expertise. Expertise. Yeah, I don't believe we've talked about expertise, have A we? A few classes have expertise. Yeah. We haven't talked about them. So what is expertise, Toby? You basically double your proficiency. You get to choose two of your skill proficiencies, and then you get to double that proficiency for any of those skills. Okay. It's got to be something you're already proficient in. It doesn't stack with jack-of-all-trades. Yeah. Yeah, so you'll have to choose the thing that you are And you are just become really good yeah. at it. I, I feel this could be improved a bit by having, like, adding a dice instead. I feel expertise should be a d6 at x level, a d8 at x level. Toby likes the gambling rules. I like, I just like variation. I'm not a big fan of just the flat, randomness. Want the flat randomness. bonuses. Yeah, you want things that are, like, can either fail excruciatingly or succeed amazingly. But I think with expertise, it's like, it won't fail excruciate. You're already getting your proficiency. Mm. It's just more. It's like how much bonus you get. I don't know. Maybe the flat bonus is better. 
It it's depends on your playstyle. Yeah, it definitely depends on your playstyle if you want that stability. So that's expertise, and you'll get another two at level ten. Christ. <laughs> and then there's, then there's a, a fourth level ability score improvement. That's like what yeah, we've we talked about, about before. Those. You just get to choose another two ability scores at um, increase two by one or one by two. Yep. Font of inspiration at fifth level. You can regain all of your expended uses of bardic inspiration when you finish a short or long rest. So this yeah. just means that you can also replenish them on a short rest. Yeah, and that's fifth level. That's quite low, actually, isn't it? Yeah. So, so it's something you'll be... It's likely that you'll, you'll be. That. Yeah, you might as well think of bards as having that when you're creating them. Kind of just pushing you to be like, use these more. Yeah, yeah definitely. If you're not using it, use it more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the last few. Counter charm. So at sixth level, you can use your musical notes or words of power to disrupt mind-influencing effects. Woo! Yeah, so this is an action, and you start a performance that lasts until the end of your next turn. So like in the middle of some big boss fight, you just start <laughs> playing some sick chords. <laughs> During that time, you and any friendly creatures within 30 feet of you have advantage on saving throws against being frightened or charmed. Nice. Yeah, and the creatures have to be able to hear you to get these benefits. That's kind of something that you might not think about if you're not thinking of the flavor of this, but it's very mm. obvious when you're like, oh, bards Yeah, cast you're, you're bringing with... them back to you. Yeah. With your music. Yeah. Um, Rally! It's, <laughs> it's quite situational Yeah. as well. I feel if you're fighting goblins, they're not very charming. <laughs> well, just none that you've met. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to any goblin I listeners made, out made there. Goblin I've friends been, in college that I think. Would, uh, I would like to apologise. Really Please don't cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> um, magical secrets. This is tenth level. Mm -hmm. You'll have plundered the magical knowledge from a wide spectrum of disciplines. You get to choose two spells from any classes, and. It, you just get those spells known as bard spells now. Um, it has to be on the level that you can cast in order to get these spells. So you have to choose ones that, for spell slots that you have. Yeah. Uh, and then these will just be spells that you know. So you can just have two more spells from any other discipline. Nice. Yeah, and you get two more at 14th level and again at 18th level. Yeah, so the bards is quite a bottom-heavy class. There's one more at 20th level that I'll talk about in a sec, but they're quite a bottom-heavy class. By 10th level, you've encountered almost everything the Bard has to offer. Yeah. And you just get more of it. You get more expertise later, you get more magical secrets later, you get more ability scores later. Yeah, and this will help for the versatility of this. This can be kind of an overwhelming though, one, though, where you, you know, now it's just like, open the book of all the spells and choose some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's rough. It's definitely... See, if you're playing with other spellcasters, just choose a cool spell that you've seen other people use. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to do that. Yeah, it definitely helps if you've taken cursory glances at like other classes' spells and stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You can kind of like imagine something that would be useful in situations you've encountered and try to choose those. And it's something that, if you are an experienced player, you'll be playing a bard so differently than a new player. Yeah. An experienced player will be really able to kind of support the party, support the other players. This is where your opportunity to get those things that you've noticed that your team kind of lacks or would yeah. really benefit from. But then a new player, I think, is gonna make 
an awful fireball an awfully unoptimized <laughs> bard fireball. but they'll have the option to try everything yeah you can get a little bit of all of it. yeah so yeah. like maybe you end up with a really weird spell list you can change your spells every time you level up as well you can change one spell i think we forgot to mention you yeah can change one spell the bard is very very flexible very very versatile my only complaint would be that it's very straightforward Hmm. in its openness, if that makes sense. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I mean, it is very blank canvas, right? It's nothing special about it, like, on the surface. It's more about what you make of it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So what's the last one? Superior inspiration! This is the one you will never get! <laughs> <laughs> At 20th level, when you roll initiative and have no uses of bardic inspiration left, you gain one use. So basically, you have ins infinite bardic inspiration. Yeah, you have at least fighting. one. Yeah, you have at least one per battle. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty simple. It it's is fine. what it is. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> For They're always level, disappointing, right? yeah. aren't they? The twentieth level. You want to be like gain five to charisma. <laughs> yeah. Not modifier. <laughs> you, you can make want... people's brain melt with your mind blasting music. You always want something like that, but uh, yeah. it is what it is. So yeah, the bard has tons of potential. There is a real blank canvas, which is very fitting for an artist class, to really make something kind of special here. Yeah. Talk with your DM if you want to bend some of these rules. If you wanna, you wanna create your own little amalgamation. Yeah, make your own little Da Vinci. Or DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that is, I like that. <laughs> I can be your Da Vinci. Brilliant. Or your DiCaprio. <laughs> all right, but that's all we've got time for today. We're gonna stop talking about D&D and start playing D&D. Yeah, see you later, nerds. Take care, guys. If you have any questions, message me, toby at rulesiswrittenshow.com. Yep. You can go to our website at rulesiswrittenshow.com and you can post little audio messages for us there. A yeah. Link in the, we're on the YouTube, we're on Anchor FM, rules-as-written, I think we are. Um, you can support us there. But yeah, that's it. Yeah. We love you. Thank you for listening. We got a little spike of listeners. And I'm talking to you right now, Tom. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to freak one guy out, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later, guys. Bye. See ya.